0: to be in the house of the Lord. We used to have a man in our church who would say quite often, I'd rather be in the house of the Lord than the the best hospital in town. I will have to agree with that. It's good to be here tonight. If you have your Bibles, let's go. I have two readings, Galatians chapter 5 and then Ephesians chapter 4. Galatians chapter five beginning in verse twenty two. But the fruit of the Spirit is joy, love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such there is no law. Ephesians chapter four, verse twenty nine. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, and clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, Forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sakes hath forgiven you. And if you'll allow me tonight for a few moments, I, I want to talk to you about the benefits of the Holy Ghost. The benefits of the Holy Ghost. Lord bless you, you may be seated. Before I begin, let me say what a great honor it is to be home. And to be able to enjoy the blessings of the Lord with you, it's always an honor to be in God's house with his family. And there's just no place like it. I uh, noticed tonight on the way to church why I don't ride motorcycles. There was a gentleman who when I pulled out of my neighborhood, apparently I wasn't going fast enough that he went around me and we had to stop at the same red light. Now, in the beginning, I was thinking he, he, he uh, didn't think I was going fast enough until we stopped at the red light. And I noticed that he wasn't real happy now the lady that was behind him holding on to him if my head bobbed the way she's her head was bobbing i'd fall over with a dizzy spell because it was bobbing like a pigeon and she was in his ear talking to him and he wouldn't ha- she had a captive audience He couldn't get away, he couldn't tune her out because her face and mouth was right here. (laughs) I had the pleasure today to spend seven hours in the airport because a storm showed up about the time we were about to leave, and it was very crowded. And I, I noticed by looking at the people that were there that they were at the place that everybody wants to go to. They had on the little black ears, which let me know where they had been. They, by their shirts and T-shirts they were wearing, told me that they had stopped at a souvenir store and. They were demonstrating to the world that they had visited Mickey Mouse, but everybody that was with them wasn't real happy about meeting Mickey Mouse, even though it's supposed to be the greatest place for us to go. They weren't happy about it. I looked through that airport that day and 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 just took a little inventory, I would dare say that less than 10% of the probably a 1,000 or more people because it was delayed, so they were laying in the floor, they were everywhere, at least a 1,000 people, less than 10% could ever smile. Last Thursday, I noticed an article, and caught my attention, so I downloaded it. And as I began to read it, the lights just kind of went off. Now, I preached to you before about the gift of the Holy Ghost and what God has given us the ability to do by praying in his language or letting him pray through us. We have the power to heal lives, touch lives that are not even the same room we're in because our DNA has the ability to communicate. But Jesus told 12 terrified men one night, as he gave them the revelation of what was about to happen, that I'll I'll be crucified tomorrow. And those 12 terrified men were so terrified, they they forgot who he was, what they had seen, and what they had the ability to experience. And he had to say to them, if you can't believe anything, just remember what you saw. But what I want to tell you is, when you think about what you saw and the miracles you witnessed as you watched me perform, if I go to my Father, and if I die on a cross so that your sin can be covered, which will then allow His Spirit to come and take up permanent residence in my heart. I will give you the same authority that I have used myself. I will give you the ability to not just do what I've done, but do greater works than what I have done. See, John on the Lord's day on the island of Patmos was in the Spirit, and he begins by saying there was the revelation of Jesus Christ. At the end of his life, this old man gets a revelation or the word that's used in the Greek literally translates an unfolding. It's it's a preposition, apokalypsis. We get the word apocalypse from it. But it literally means to unfold or reveal who Jesus was. This is the revelation of what Jesus is, what he's done for us, and what he gives us the ability to do. I am convinced tonight that God is waiting for us to do the works. He's already done it and demonstrated what he wants. So what he said is, I'm going to place something inside of you that will have so many benefits, you won't even be able to comprehend what those benefits are. Now, I can tell you by traveling America, and since January, I've been to Southern California, Northern California, I've been to Southern Florida, I've been to Minnesota, I've been to upstate Ohio, and and just all over America, and watching Pentecostals in church, they look like they eat limes for breakfast, lemons for lunch, and grapefruits for supper. Somewhere along the line, we lost our joy. Now, we sing a song that says, I haven't lost my joy, but by observation, we have. (laughs) What caught my attention was a medical research that described the benefits of kindness and what the simple act of being kind does to my life. And it caused me to think, if kindness does this, I wonder what the other characteristics of the fruit of the Holy Ghost does for me. So I started typing in, what are the benefits of love? And quite shockingly, The benefits of love is it makes you happy. So everybody that's seeking happiness that you can't find and you think somebody else is going to make you happy, it's going to come when you start learning how to release what's already been put inside of you. If you've been baptized in His name and you have received His Spirit, you got everything you needed at that experience And all you've got to do is start releasing what God has put there. According to research, love busts stress. So if you're really stressed out and life caused you a lot of irritation, if you just choose to be kind to somebody and love someone, all that stress is going to disappear simply as a result of producing what lives inside you it's the fruit of the it's the fruit of the Holy Ghost it 's the fruit of what he said i 'm going to put inside of you so what i 'm going to do is i 'm going to give you a resource that the world won 't have a clue about. And it's quite obvious, a lot of songs that are sung today, the people who wrote them have never had the experience you've had. Oh, they're good, they, they allow us to worship, but they don't understand what it is to be filled with the Holy Ghost and that God's Spirit comes and lives inside of me. And when that new birth takes place, and I begin to speak in a language I've never learned, and science has proved it's not a language you produce Because the sinner that controls your tongue and vocal cords are not active when you speak in tongues. So when he takes control of your body and he speaks through you, the benefits that start showing up is that I develop an ability to love people who don't love me. I have an ability to be kind to people They're not kind. He puts inside of me a resource that when I use it, it erases anxiety. So people who are having panic attacks, if we just start learning how to use the gift inside of us and let it produce the fruit that it said it would produce, then we'd start changing the world that's around us. God equipped us with every resource necessary to become the most successful person I could become. Expressing love makes you take better care of yourself. When you say you love somebody and you really start loving them, then it will cause you to pay attention to yourself and you'll start thinking about things you can do to take better care of yourself. And one of the things I've just chosen to do is as I am not going to let my world make me a bitter, caustic, old man now I am old and getting old is not fun (laughs) because things just don't work the way they used to all I gotta do is walk up a set of stairs and my blood pressure drops (laughs) it's just part of getting old but that doesn't keep me from becoming the answer my world needs now, I had an experience, Brother Landon was allowed to experience part of it, as I was in the hospital, one of the, the, the nurses was a young man headed to, to medical school, and, and one afternoon, I think it was Saturday night, he came in, and he said, can I ask you some questions? I said, sure. Now, I had several nurses tell me, you're the easiest person I've ever had to deal with in a hospital, so... Now, why does it hurt to be nice to people? Why is it so difficult to not get irritated at humans when they mess up? See, it's in our nature to rub everybody's nose in their failures. So if somebody messes up, we're going to say, I told you so. I knew you'd do that. Or if you'd listen to me, this wouldn't happen. And can't you get anything right? Did didn't you hear what I said? I just made a decision. It, getting old is not the easiest thing in the world to do because all of these things I'm preaching you about is the hardest thing in the world for me to do at seventy years of age. Took grandkids to teach me how to love. Because they don't love you back. I like you. You're not my boss. You can't tell me what to do. I'm not going to be your friend no more. You don't throw them away because they say things like that. How many times have you done that to God? Has he ever kicked you out because you showed up and you had such a horrible attitude and, and, and you come in complaining and whining about everything? See, we used to sing songs like Smile a While and Give Your Face a Rest. Raise your hands. What's happened? See, there's something inside of us that should be growing, and it should be producing things that gives the world the ability to have a better life see what he put inside of me was was the ability his spirit living in me as my father is in me i'm going to be in you just like his Spirit dwell in him dwelt all the fullness of the godhead bodily and you are complete in him you don't get more of god you don't get it in doses. You don't get a little bit one day and more the next. We've we've developed some some statements that that are not scriptural. You don't get a refilling. The Holy Ghost is a new birth. You are born a child of God. And once you're born, you can't get unborn. That's why the Scripture says judgment must first begin at the family of God because he's going to say to some of them that say, didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I cast out devils in your name? Didn't I do all these mighty works in your name? And, but he's going to say, I don't have a clue who you are. I've never known you. Why? Because you didn't produce one of the characteristics that I described and said would be part of my spirit living in your life. We want to change our world? Sister Sarah, a few years back, did something in a Whataburger line buying food. And the result of that just kept going on and on and on. She got up to a place to pay and said to the lady, if I remember the story right, I want to pay for whatever the people behind me has bought. It was so shocking. So one of the things they discovered about kindness is that kindness is contagious. If you ever learn how to do it, then it, caused, it it's like a disease that people pick up. And, and without thinking about it, they start re- repeating what you've done. Well, for some reason, you had to go back inside. And they, there was quite confusion going on. They were talking about that lady that paid for that. The next one said, well, if they paid for mine, I'm going to pay for the one behind me. And it just kept being passed on behind the, to the next car, the next car. I have no idea how long it went on. But kindness is God's gift to us. It's part of the Holy Ghost called meekness. Kindness. Being putting on. See, Paul said to the to the Ephesians, he said, be ye kind one to another. In the Greek language, the be ye is actually in the middle voice and it's an imperative, which means it's a command. We don't have the middle voice in the English language, but so what it literally translates is you be kind to yourself. You know, it's much easier to get irritated at people and say things like, well, they're just going to have to put up with it because this is just who I am. Well, that didn't go over very well. You know, I, inside of me, I, I can be a jerk. I could let James go. I could blister everybody in the room. He showed up occasionally. Ask my kids. They, they can tell you about a couple of episodes where I didn't keep the old man controlled. Cause They tried to make me turn around the parking lot of a garage in San Antonio that there wasn't room to do it. And they kept demanding I turn around. And I, I didn't turn around, but my, my other car in front of me turned around and hit the curb and blew out the front tire. And I just let them know, the curb's not rounded, so anybody making that kind of turn, they're going to blow out a tire every time they do. My engineering showed up. So I had to remind them of how stupid they were. And it really didn't help matters in any manner. Why me doing that? See, it's easy to do those kind of things, but it's just as easy to let what's inside out and produce a result that don't just affect you. It starts affecting everybody around you, and it starts being repeated over and over and over and over again. I am convinced tonight... The reason we don't see revival in America today is we don't have any of the characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. By the way, if you look at the word carefully, it's singular. There are not nine fruit of the Spirit. There's one fruit of the Spirit that has nine characteristics. If you don't get all nine of them, you don't have the fruit. If someone hands you The seed of a peach. Do you have a peach? No, you've just gotten the results. You can grow one from that seed, but that's not a peach. So if you don't have every one of those characteristics living in your life, you don't have the fruit of the Spirit. And we think we've got an option to pick and choose which one of those we let operate in our lives. But we can't. If we want to affect the world we live in, then we've got to start looking at ourselves. And we don't need more of God to do it. He gave us this incredible gift that has incredible, incredible benefits. What are the benefits of joy? Joy, according to medical science, just joy is not happiness. The reason it's not happiness is because the prefix to happy is hap, and hap means by chance. So happiness is by chance. Joy is by decision. You count it all joy when you fall. You make joy out of every problem that life produces. Now, my wife and I have tried to practice it all of our lives. We don't always do it, but we do it as often as possible. When bad things happen, we laugh about it. We're going to make something funny out of it. When I cut my fingers off, my dad panicked and ran in the house and was throwing open all the cabinets. And and, and, and my wife walks in and said, Papa, what's wrong? Well, James hurt himself. So she walks out to the back door and opens it and said, What's wrong? And I said, I cut my fingers off. And she said, Are you sure? And I said, Yes, I'm sure. It's laying right there between my feet. She didn't say another word, just walked in the house, got a bowl of ice. Went out, picked it up, put it on ice, dialed 911, they showed up in less than three or four minutes, and they they put it back on. You wouldn't even know it was off if I didn't tell you. And she was the one who saved it. The males there, that they were well, it hurt too bad for me to think about doing anything, because it felt like a ball of fire hit my hand and lodged under my armpit and they were tearing my arm off. But it, it was painful. But you got to laugh about, you got to create joy. When life causes things to happen, then you make laughter out of it. You create joy because the benefit of joy, you ready for this? The benefit of joy elevates your serotonin level and your dopamine level in your brain. Now let me explain to you what happens if they get low. If serotonin gets low, you're going to wind up in a state of depression and you're going to be depressed and you're going to suffer the symptoms of depression because serotonin plunged. So if you want to elevate it, then just create some joy. He said, I'm going to give you a gift. I'm going to put it inside of you. If you'll just let it work and let it out, it'll start generating the things in your brain so that you won't suffer depression. Dopamine is the one when it plunges that you start the cycles of being way up here and way down here and way up here and way down here and and they'll call you bipolar. Joy, according to medical science, causes your body to create everything necessary to be happy and to sing that song. We are a happy people. Yes, we are. Why? Because we've discovered that if we we'll just let what he put in us out, it has the ability to touch lives without us ever saying anything. I didn't say a word to that young man. I didn't ask him any questions. He just showed up, and and he he, he said, can you give me three good books that I ought to read? And I did. And then, can you tell me where I could get involved so I could help people? And I did. I didn't ask. I started praying a prayer years ago every morning when I look in the mirror and it kind of goes like this. Jesus, what part of the devil's territory do you need rearranged today? Would you just point me in the direction of whoever it is that needs something? And every day somebody shows up that you have the ability to affect and and to put an imprint in their life if you just let those nine characteristics start showing up at your house on a regular basis. And if you can't do it at home, then don't do it at all. It's got to start at your table. Now, I travel America, but my ministry irritates people. I know that. And the reason I know that Is 60% of the places I go, I don't get invited back. So that's a good indication that it's just irritating. So most of the places I go, I've never been to before. If they give me the option of renting a car, I'll always take it. It gives me the privilege of getting to church ahead of everybody else. Now, I don't go inside, I park over in the corner so I can watch people show up to church. And as I I watch God's kids show up at church, they don't always come happy campers. They can pull in the driveway with their hands moving, their faces red, blood vessels bulge out on the side of their neck, their kids hiding because they're embarrassed by the two adults in the front seat. I've seen this thousands of times, not once, twice. That's not an exaggeration. Doors fly open on the car. Kids are the first out because they want to get away from all that toxic stuff. They're the first one in the door, but those two in the front seat will open that door and pop out, and they'll walk into church with a smile on their face. They'll shout and run. I watch them. They shout and run the aisles and go pick up where they left off on the way home. You know what you just did? You relegated church to this place. You don't have to act like Jesus at home. You don't have to act like Jesus in the world. The only time we have to show up and truly act like a child of God is when we walk through the doors of this place, and then we can shout, enjoy the blessings, and go home, but yet we have disease. You see, all of these different characteristics, according to medical science, Produce things that heal the body, so if I want my body to be healed, it's bothered me that i've I've seen us pray for people getting and get healed and I've researched why. There is one characteristic common in every problem I've dealt with over 35 years, and that's close to 40,000 different people. One common thread through every one of their issues, and that common thread is now defined by medical science as a disease and it has been defined as the, the resource or the cause of 61% of cancer, 80-plus percent of strokes and heart attacks. And that common thread is unforgiveness. Choosing to hold a grudge, choosing to let things keep building up and building up and the instant you, you hold on to any of those feelings, I don't care how bad people have been or what they've done to you, it don't matter. There's no rewind button. You can't back it up. You can't play it again. You can't fix it. You can't do anything with it. Your only one option is to forgive it and let it go and not allow it to become the defining point of your life. I challenge you, find somebody that can't smile. Ask them what kind of day they're having. It'll take three hours because they're going to tell you about everybody in the world that's hurt them. They're going to start with their husband or wife. Then it's going to filter down to the kids. And then it's going to start, show up with boss, neighbors, friends. Going to show up at the church, and, and we're going to talk about it. the reason we can't smile and we don't have the joy we used to is we're carrying too many grudges. We got too much junk attached to our lives. If I don't get it out of my life, I had to tell a gentleman yesterday afternoon. He's forty plus years of age. His life. Is a wreck. His wife won't even stay in the same place he's in. But he was abused as a kid. It's all got buried. But it can't be buried no more. And I had to look him in the eye and tell him, You're never going to get past where you are right now if you don't forgive the person who did this to you, you're going to get hung up. The reason we're not seeing mighty miracles is because God can't heal you if you're holding on to a grudge. If you're holding on to hurt or resentment or bitterness and and you've let what people say affect you, You turn off God's ability to bring healing to your life. But he said, I'll give you a resource. I'll put my spirit in you. Forgiveness is bigger than humans. No human being has the power to truly forgive. Without God in this picture, forgiveness is not going to happen. But when you put God in the picture, because the only way you truly forgive is to give up all hope of revenge and that includes God. For you to truly forgive somebody, you can't say, I forgive you, it's over. Besides that, if you ever dare go to somebody and tell them you hurt me really bad, but I'm going to forgive you, you have been the most aggressive person that ever lives. God never give you permission to do that. Jesus said, if you stand praying and your brother has offended you, forgive him. You don't go get in his face. You don't shake your finger at him, and you don't say, you hurt me really bad, but I'm going I'm to be the bigger person. I'm going to forgive you. Oh, I know what you're thinking. Jesus said, if you bring your gift to the altar, remember there that thy brother has to ought against you. You leave your gift at the altar, and you first be reconciled with your brother." Jesus said, you can't come in the house. Now, if my brother has ought against me, I'm the predator. I am not the victim. And notice how we ask forgiveness. If I really hurt you, will not you grow up and act like an adult, put on your big boy clothes, your big lady clothes, and take ownership of your life and say, you know what, I know my words hurt you really bad and I'm asking you to forgive me. Why are we so big we can't ask for forgiveness? Why? You want your life changed? Then turn it. Let what's inside out and start producing its effect. To do so, you've got to get rid of some stuff. Now, true forgiveness can never happen. And I had to tell this man this yesterday. And he said, but that's going to be hard to do. And I said, I know it might be. But if you want out of where you're at, and if you're sick of this, then if you'll just simply do what I asked you to do, because the odds are there's a bunch of stuff buried you haven't even let out yet. I can't get it out. Nobody else is going to help you. Ten years of therapy is not going to help you, but just a little bit of time in the presence of God can change everything. See, true forgiveness never happens until you can say, "Jesus, take your blood, go to the Lamb's Book of Life, erase this sin, and never judge them for this act." It's what Jesus did on the cross what Stephen did being stoned. So if I want my life changed, then I've got to call the predator by name and say, Jesus, he hurt me really bad, but I want you to take your blood, go to his Lamb's book of life, erase this sin. Never, 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 never never convict them for what they did to me then you give up all hope, revenge. See, we've learned to say, oh, I put it in the hands of the Lord. So you've also read the book. Oh, it's quiet in here. I've, 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 I've walked across some lines. I probably shouldn't have walked across. But if we want to get past where we are and we want to see people show up, say, God created this place to be the place where the world heals. This is God's hospital. This is where the hurting and bruised of life can show up and walk away totally delivered and changed because they have encountered the power of God. But if we got stuff, He can't do it. I've got to be willing to let it go. See, we say we turned it over to the Lord book says, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. And we know one day they'll get what they deserve. And when they do, we'll applaud God. Oh, God's good. God is so good. God is so good. God. So the question is, do you want to stay trapped in the junk? Or would you rather have a life of total freedom and liberty? All it takes is... It's deciding to create joy wherever trouble comes. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations or testings or struggles, however you want to trust. Whatever caused the problem, you use it as a resource to create joy. Now, COVID has really helped me out in a lot of ways. It took my sense of taste and smell away. So I got to eat stuff I would never eat (laughs) because I don't like it. See, God sometimes helps us. I, I can tell you after I leave here tonight, before this week is over, I will have to practice everything I'm preaching you. It's the way it always works, so I know tomorrow is going to be a fun day because somebody's going to irritate me. Somebody's going to do all kinds. It's going to show up because I'm going to dare try to tell you how to have a better life. Now, God can't, uh, Satan can't control my life or put thoughts there, but he's still in charge of everybody outside these doors. Everybody hadn't been born of water and spirit, he controls them. So all he's got to do is read my face to define who he needs to put it to the next red light. If I learned how to have joy, then it wouldn't matter what was at the red light. I wouldn't be calling him a dipstick. I wouldn't be saying, if you can't drive me better than that, take that thing home, park it before you kill the rest of us. I have the ability. It's the gift God said I'm going to put in you. Now, I'm fixing to really cause you some serious problems. As a result of the Holy Ghost living inside of you, there is absolutely no excuse for stupid behavior. There's not one excuse for me allowing my flesh to control me and dominate me. I think I need to look at the back wall for the rest of the sermon. (laughs) You see, joy, according to research, stimulates the brain in such a positive way that it deters the onset of Alzheimer's. I won't give you a gift. And when you let it live and operate, then you won't be be terrified to say, hey, in the name of Jesus, because you now have the authority to do so, because he said... Whatever works that I've done, you're going to do also. And you're going to have the authority and the power. We're we're looking for stuff that we already got. We just need to discover there needs to be an unfolding or a revelation of who Jesus is in our lives and that we truly understand what He's blessed us with what He's empowered us with, what He's given us, and He's placed inside of my life, it gives me an incredible ability to change lives if I choose. Or I can allow it to damage people and damage lives. And The benefits of peace, it it allows you be able to concentrate better. It gives you an efficiency in handling your daily affairs of life. A sense of peace strengthens the inner person. A sense, uh, this is from the medical side, this is not somebody quoting the Bible. A sense of peace makes you more patient, tolerant, and tactful. It gives you freedom from stress, from anxiety, from worries. It keeps you. It helps. I'm going. To, I'm. I have to avoid that one. I can't say that one. Peace, that peaceful tranquility, that peace of mind, frees you from restless thinking and running from one important, unimportant thought to another. Peace. Well, how are you going to get peace? Jesus said, blessed are the peace. Blessed are the peace. Blessed are the peace. Blessed are the peace. peace. Seekers. Well, that's what we do. We're trying to find it. He says, create it. This little lady sitting over here and I will be married 49 years in about three or four months. Now, I can tell you in 45 years, 49 years, 48 plus years, I know where her buttons are. I know I can punch them. If I wanted to, I could punch them but I try desperately not to. And it's not because the effects. I try not to because she's too important in my life for me to wreck her life. So why would I want to cause her chaos? Why would I want to say things or do things to her that causes all kinds of chaos? See, I've discovered Pentecostals think they need to be accountable, but they have no clue who to be accountable to. So we create all these accountability partners that don't work because the people you want to be accountable to are your friends, and they're never going to make you accountable for nothing. But the people who will really make you accountable are the people you say you love. So that's the lady I had to be accountable to. So she has a right to know where I'm at, who I'm with, and what I'm doing at all times. She's got an app. She can tra- track me if she wants. She never does. Now, I track her, but she doesn't ever track me. My kids can track me. If I mess my life up, I'm going to wreck theirs too. So i got to choose to become the peace creator. i got to choose to make a decision... I want peace at my house. I don't want chaos. I don't want to throw bombs in the living room and just watch the side effects as things blow up. I I have that ability. It's part of my nature. I'm an introvert. I can do it in a heartbeat. Extroverts don't do that. They walk out of the room, the problem's over. It's in the other room. (laughs) Introverts drag it all over the house. They drag it to bed. They put it in the car. They sleep with it. They ride with it. They keep records of of what happened, but introverts can walk away, and and it's over, and they can laugh, and and this extrovert people, we walk away, and and we're so full of rage, and and, 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 and so we got to choose to let what he put in us become the benefit he gave us to change the nature that I live in. So I can stand in front of the mirror on a regular basis and stick my tongue out to the guy I'm looking at and I can say to him, you can't affect me because he put something inside of me that has the ability to control you. You think you're going to control my life? No, you're not controlling my life because you placed inside of me this incredible ability to change life if I choose to because I can choose to be a peacemaker. I can choose, but I can cause chaos. I don't have time to go through the rest. I challenge you, get online. Simply type in, what are the benefits of thankfulness? What are the benefits? All those nine characteristics, just ask, and look at all the medical sites that show up, and they'll tell you what medical science has discovered. About what Jesus just said. Okay, I'm gonna put my spirit in you, and here's gonna be some side effects. I'm gonna give you the ability to bring peace and chaos. I'm gonna give you the ability to change life as you choose. You just gotta be willing to let it flow. See, so you have. I'm gonna give you authority to tread on serpents. I'll, I'll give you the authority to cast out devils. You have my spirit. You got my name. you're my kid, so you have the authority and the right to use what I've given you. But it don't work if those nine characteristics are not part of my life. So if I want the authority and the power that he has said I can have, then it can only happen when I can look in that mirror every morning and say, all right, we're going to practice the fruit of the Spirit today. You're going to, you're gonna be you're gonna love people. You're, you're gonna show joy. You're, you're gonna be kind. You're gonna be patient. I hate that word. Because to be patient, you gotta have somebody irritate you. You can't learn patience without irritation. But if you will let the irritation can produce the biggest pearl that God's ever created because all pearls are the product of irritation. And so God said, I'll put something inside of you no matter what people do. If you'll just let it operate, it'll change everything about your life. In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. God dwelt totally, in the body of Jesus Christ. In Him, Jesus Christ, dwelt. All the completeness of God, and because it dwelled in Him, and now He dwells in you, you are complete in Him. We have the power to change the world. I'm here to prophesy to you tonight. If you want to see all of those things you've seen or heard God say or promise you, the way you'll see it happen is to start letting what's inside manifest itself on the outside. And people on the outside recognize, okay, I understand. But I really don't understand. How can you be happy in all this? Why why do you laugh so much? I quote Sarah's dad on a regular basis. One of the last things he said to her is, honey, there's never a time in life to have a bad day because life is too short. Life is too short to have a bad day. That ought to be the motto everybody in this room lives by. Life's too short Hell. I'm not letting people, circumstances, or problems cause me to lose my joy so that I have to sing a song about it. I found it. Well, I'm not going to lose it because I discovered I have the power inside of me to produce joy. I can produce all the evidence I need simply by letting what's on the inside become part of the operation of what's... Part of my life, and, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to start producing the fruit. It changes my life. Please stand. I'm through. Forgive me for being long winded. Gracious Father, thank you for your incredible word. Lord, I pray tonight the, that revelation would happen in our lives. I pray, Jesus, for the unfolding of who you are. And what you have empowered us with, and what you have equipped us with, simply by coming to reside in my life. You equipped me with the same power that overshadowed a virgin and produced the body that you dwelt in. You've equipped me with the same power to walk on water. You've equipped me with the same power and the authority. To bring healing to blinded eyes. To bring healing to deaf ears. To bring healing to the diseased. Because I get my life in harmony. I get my life in sync with your Spirit. So that your Spirit starts producing the evidence. And, and people looking around me will, will see and know that I have been with you, Jesus. Jesus, I'm sorry to say tonight, I've never heard anybody make those statements about myself. But Jesus, that is my desire tonight. I want to get close enough to you so that people that I affect in life will say he's been with Jesus. Jesus, I want to get close enough to you that my behavior becomes like yours. My words become like your words. My nature becomes like your nature because I'm choosing to let your your spirit manifest in my life. The fruit you desire that I would produce so that the world that's around me understands joy and love and happiness and gentleness and meekness and temperance. I pray they see you in me bless your people today Jesus let revelation happen he's here tonight maybe you need to say Jesus take me by the hand walk with me through the corners of my mind take me to those places I have things buried that are wrecking my life hold my hand tonight Jesus as I I stand at this door and I I open this door that's got a lot of hurt in it. And Jesus, bring your blood with you so that that when I get through forgiving them, I, I, I have the power to use your blood to erase the stain of sin off of their life by getting it out of my life. So Jesus, thank you for giving me the ability and the power to loosen heaven what I loose on earth. Thank you for equipping me with that ability. Bless your kids tonight, Jesus. He's here. Right where you stand tonight, would you let him, would you give him an invitation? He he will never tear the door off your heart to get in. He's not going to demand you let him in. He's not going to force entry. You don't want him in. He's a gentleman. He'll never come. in. But if you ever dare say, Jesus, Take me by the hand. Walk with me through the corridors of my mind. To these places I've got things buried or hidden that's producing sleepless nights or anger, bitterness, jealousy, hurt. Would you hold my hand? I can't do this by myself, Jesus. That's why you had to come to live inside of me to empower me, to give me the ability to truly set people free because You've covered my sin in your name in baptism. And as a result of me being buried in your name in baptism, that empowers me to use that same name and authority to cover the sin of everybody that committed things against me. I can't forgive sins done to other people, but whatever people have done to me, you give me the authority and the power to forgive it, to let it go, to get it out of my life so that I'm not defined by yesterday or prophesied by yesterday. But I am defined by the cross and the vision and revelation you give me by coming to a cross to let me know where you want to take me and what you want to do in my life. I bless you today, Jesus. He's here. There's an incredible, gentle presence of God that's here tonight. There's a lot of hearts can be really touched right now if you wouldn't be afraid to just open your heart, or open the door, and give him the invitation and invite him in. You can walk away a totally different person. promise was if there's just two or three of you gathered in my name I'll be there he's already here we're here tonight in his name so he's here and he will minister and touch and you will get all of yesterday's effects out of your life if you'll just respond that's it don't be afraid Jesus take your blood go to lambs look alive erase the sin never judge them for what they did to me I loosen on earth so you can loosen in heaven. I I let it go, Jesus, because I don't want to be tormented by life anymore. I want to be free. I want to be able to sing the songs of freedom and not remind myself I'm not free. But I can sing the songs of freedom knowing that I have been free from yesterday because you put something inside of me that gives me the power and the ability to do so. I bless you today, Jesus. He's here He's here. Would you worship him? All that's good and perfect comes from you, Lord.